0: This is Creative Associates Tell That Story, a podcast about entrepreneurs. From startup to success, we will find out how they turn their dreams into a business. Hi, I'm your host, Alex Colovecchio. Our guest today is Nathaniel Brown. Nathaniel is a voiceover talent, an IT specialist, and a personal trainer. Hi, Nathaniel. Thanks for speaking with us today. No problem, man. We just have a few questions for you. First, can you tell us about yourself?
1: Yes. Uh, so my name is Nathaniel Brown. I would like to consider myself a serial entrepreneur. So I, um, do, uh, I'm a voiceover talent. Mm-hmm. I've done voiceovers for ESPN, Lowe's, Department Store, um, Chamber of Commerce, Durham. I've done some stuff for um, Spectrum, Lenovo, IBM, uh, ABB, Electrical uh, Services. Um, so mm-hmm. I've been pretty... Wow. Pretty fortunate to have a a good clientele list. Um, And uh, this past sort of past year, um, I've kind of shifted gears and wanting to get into personal development as well. So um, I started a business again, another business I started called Dysfunctional Life and Wellness, where Mm -hmm. I do personal training and personal coaching. And uh, right now I'm I'm sort of building that leadership development coaching uh, side of things right now. I hired a coach. Um, My coach, his name is Marcus Ogden. He is a former um, NFL football player, uh, played with the Bills and the Jaguars. He played about six seasons in the league. And now he's a national known uh, keynote speaker. Mm, Um, So he's been sort of kind of helping me focus, uh, you know, learning a different type of business. You know, I've been using my voice behind the camera and behind the scenes and the microphone in the booth. But now, because of my personality, and I have this drive to want to help lead. Um, people through service, of course, through services rendered, I want to be able to help more people kind of like, you know, get out of some of those ruts, Uh, found myself in some really, really, really bad places in the past. And uh, I've been able to overcome some really deep uh, emotional traumas and all that stuff. But uh, right now, that's where I am. And then uh, business number three is I started a business called FunOps, which is functional operations. It's simply what I do is I work with the uh, service providers of any type of business. I see your operations manager. And uh, mm-hmm. I provide a technical or general labor um, skill set. So whether you need your vehicles looked at, some uh, tech work looked over. Uh, so this month, uh, the past couple of months, I've been very busy um, just, you know, updating uh, technical issues and stuff like that. And that allowed me to kind of get my hands dirty, with doing some podcast editing and uh, a little bit of production work behind the scenes as well. And a few voiceover jobs here and there as well.
0: Wow. You kind of you're dabbling in a lot of different uh, different areas. A lot, a lot of different things, which is great. <laughs>
1: yeah, I do. I do.
0: So I'm going to ask you a couple questions about the voiceover business. So how'd you get into doing voiceovers? How'd that all come about?
1: The voiceovers started, sort of kind of happened to me. It actually kind of like, well, it happened for me. I was, um, I was in an actor's group called Tag Actors Group. So it was like triangle actors group. Um, uh, a young lady named uh, Joanne, her now, name now is Wetzel. She's uh, married since then. But uh, she came from. She moved to North Carolina from uh, California, from LA, and wanted to mm-hmm. kind of start a back to, uh, start an actors community where we went over like monologues and script analysis and stuff like that. And I was wanting to get into some on camera work, uh, yeah. so I decided to join the group and uh, get involved a little bit and uh, really hit it off with her as a, as a friend, as someone, as an advocate, and um, she had. Happened upon some information about a gentleman out in, um, in Greensboro. He had a, a company, a production company called Shadow Dog Productions. Um, and okay. um, what he did was he created what's called audio plays for the sight, the seeing impaired. So people who couldn't go to the movies and watch the movies, he created these little like, you know, films that are all audio wow. using voiceover actors. So it's a pretty awesome. innovative, pretty cool little um, idea that he had. It was a nice little niche for him. So what I did was um, I was I was at work one day and I uh, received a phone call from her uh, from Joanne. She had got the, the information. She said, look, you have an amazing voice. And, and I'm not even thinking about voiceovers, you know, but she said, you had, yeah. have an amazing voice. I think you should try for this. Now, at, at that time, it was like early 2000s. I had like an LG flip phone. OK, so I wasn't. You yeah. Know, yeah. You know, you had to tap three times to hit, you know, in, you know, to, right. to, to, to text, you know. So I um I, I went in our master bedroom closet, closed the doors. I figured there was enough clothing in there to provide a studio feel, and uh, I um I got on the phone with the gentleman, and he said, "Uh, he, okay, so give me this line in anger, give me this line in comedic, give me the line and whatever." And I did it right, and I got hired. Uh, so I started traveling back and forth on the weekends to do audio plays <clears throat> with this uh, with Shattered Dog Productions. <clears throat> this is in Greensboro. Me. This is in Greensboro. Yes. Yeah. So um. Uh, long story short, um, he, he was like, man, you're really good. And uh, so I st- started you know, getting paid work through him. And then I thought, man, uh, everything I see on TV, there's a voiceover behind it. I need to look into this more. So I started doing some research uh, about you know, voice talent, voice acting, things in right. that nature, and how I can scale a little bit. And I found out I, I had made an ancillary call to a guy. I don't even know who this guy is right now. I, I couldn't even remember who he was, but I was in the parking mm-hmm. lot of, of AutoZone. And I called this yeah. voiceover agent. I think he was in New York somewhere. And, uh, he said, man, let me tell you something. You need a really good demo. He said, I got, I know the guy. The guy, his name is Chuck Duran. He's out in LA. You need to contact him. He's, he's, you know, he's pricey, but he's the best in the industry as far as producing, uh, demos. So I, you know, got in I uh, got, got in contact with Chuck, got some information from him and Chuck's partner in life. Is Stacy Oswald. and if anybody know doesn't know who she is, if you ever go to Disney World and watch the dark haired girl on the Disney uh, cruise liner ship uh, bus when you're going going from the airport to the resort, that's Stacy. She does most of the mm. voiceovers for Disney World, and uh, yeah, and so like uh, she wrote my scripts for my demo, and I got an opportunity awesome. to. My wife she gifted me. Uh, I had already put the money aside to pay for everything, but my wife on my I think it was like. On my birthday, she gifted me a trip to LA, and uh, they they gifted me a studio studio time with Chuck. And I got my voiceover demo recorded back in 2016. and uh, well, that's great! Yeah, I, I I've been humping ever since, man. Just getting it done.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, so you said about 2016 is when you got into the
1: the commercial side. Yep.
0: The commercial side of the business. Yep. Yeah.
1: Nathaniel, what kind of business entity are you? I actually I'm sort of like an LLC, more and more uh, sole proprietorship with the voiceover stuff. But what I've done is I've integrated the voiceover work into my FunOps business as a as a service offered. So now in uh, Brown VO, and Nathaniel Brown Voiceovers is a part of Functional Operations LLC. And so that kind of helps me kind of funnel all of that income into one space. Um, but um, I do have representation. I have a, an agent out in Chicago, big mouth talent that's where I booked my NPSPN work with. And I also have, uh, I I don't think I auditioned, I auditioned for a few other companies or whatever that really early in the, in the commercial side of things. But most Mm -hmm. of what I do is, uh, my relationship with, uh, um, Soundtracks Recording Studios has been, has kept me pretty busy over the last few years as well. Um, they're right, they're right here in downtown Raleigh. Um, I went over to them. They were the first people I talked to about um, source connect and things of that nature. And, uh, they were so nice. I had to go in and meet them. And then, yeah, that's where I met you guys. That's why I met your father. I met Ed there. I met you there. Um, so they become like a nice little hub for me as well. So I, I think it's just been word of mouth and, and sort of like people getting to know who I am has been very, uh, very, uh, created a good repertoire for me. Um, the, the last job I did was spectrum which was a couple of weeks ago or about a month ago. And the guy heard me, he heard me on another project and was like, I'd like to work with that guy. So it's more like, you know, I like this guy. I like how he feels. Let's work with him. And it's been that way for the entirety of sort of how I've done business so far. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Who are some of your uh, favorite clients that you've worked with? You named a bunch who, if you had to say, you know, these are my couple favorite, who would they be?
1: Um, I enjoy working with you guys. Honestly, uh, creative associates has been, has been fun for me uh, because the, the scripts are a little bit different. They have a good feel to them, to them, a good bouncy feel. I love the ESPN stuff because it gave me that opportunity to be that sportscaster, that big, really big, deep, heavy, you know, announcer stuff or whatever. Okay. And, uh, yeah, some of the softer things like, you know, doing I did some voiceover for um, UNC Greensboro for their adult education program. That was a lot of fun just because it was a different feel. So I think it's hard to pick one favorite. I think just the eclectic uh, array of different styles that I've been able to uh, you know, interject myself into has been like, the whole thing has been a favor.
0: Yeah, def- I understand that. What was going on in ESPN?
1: It was, yeah, so it was a radio broadcast. Right Right at, the, at 2019, they were going to be launching the ACCN Network. So it was the sports channel specifically designed for the ACC. Um, so ESPN was sort of sponsoring that whole thing. That way they were just kind of segmenting another channel just for college sports. And uh, they needed a, a good big radio voice uh, because they were going to start promoting it. And I did the radio commercials for the ACCN network through SB, for VSP. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: So when you're working with people, you're going into uh, like studios and do you do remote recording
1: too? I, I do. Uh, my first couple of jobs, I actually did remote recording. My first job with, was, was with a company called USANA. They're out in Utah, they're uh, like a, a health and wellness uh, products company. Um, they are sponsored by the, the Dr. Oz show as well. I met a guy, um, uh, he, he contacted me through um, a voice talent sort of website or whatever. And I did my first, first job with him uh, remotely um, and through soundtracks. And then the rest of the jobs I did with him, I did right at my home studio. I got Source Connect and just been using that program and they patched into my studio. I didn't have to do any editing, anything like that. I just gave them the stuff; they got it done, and they were able to get the, uh, the read they wanted. And it was perfect. I did a few reads like that.
0: Are you, um, are you doing like the production work too, like cutting your voice? I mean, if you're when you're doing it in your own home studio, how are you doing that?
1: Yeah, abs- absolutely. So I, I've been using Pro Tools since I don't know Pro Tools six. So I've been using that that program for a very long time. So I've been, become very familiar with it. So it's sort of like second nature. Um, the only thing I've, I've, played around with Logic Pro, which I do like, I just don't like it with the microphone I have, but Pro Tools seems to have a, a deeper, you know, audio interface that, you know, will help me. It, it actually helps you a little bit better. Um, so I, yeah, it's a little bit easier and I know all the key commands and I can move through it pretty relatively quickly. So I did all my editing. Um, I set up my own sound chain based on how I wanted everything to sound and cutting and editing and splicing and all that stuff. I would do all of that myself if they wanted a full edit and I would, you know, send that off as a full edit wave and MP3 and I'm done deal, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's great. Um, So managing your time, how do you manage your time with all these different clients?
1: Yeah. Well, it's a matter, it's a matter of prioritizing. So I learned this concept of what's called segmenting. So what I do is I segment my days and I give certain things, certain specific amount of time. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't complete the entire thing in that specific amount of time, at least I carved out a place for that thing to occupy. So most of my days start like this. I wake up between 3.30, 3.45 in the morning and I do a one hour meditation Wow! and I just kind of center myself so that I'm ready for my day. And then I start after that. The next hour of the day is either I either I post something or I'm creating posts for the next week. Um, based on personal development and uh, leadership development and coaching and anything like that, or just like talking to people about going to buy local groceries or local you know produce, yep. whatever it takes to kind of get that engagement. And then I do an hour of personal development. So I'm reading something, I'm listening to an audio book, I'm taking notes, and I go to the old guys. You know, Earl Nightingale, Napoleon Hill, all these guys back in the day. Um, I listen to all their old tapes and all I rehearse that stuff and I start to try to apply it. The next wow. segment segment of the day. I'm either eating breakfast and that's the time when I'm spending time with my son. He's five years old. Kind of play with him a little bit in the mornings as well. Yeah, of course. And uh, by that time, it's like, you know, maybe eight o'clock ish. And then before the the pandemic, I was out the door headed to the gym and I was training clients from eight to nine uh, to nine in the morning all the way to uh, 6 p.m., 7 p.m. at night. And yeah. that was my day. That was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then on. Uh, but now it's been like, you know, 10 o'clock. I'm ready to go. I head out the door and I head over to my client's uh, site and I'm taking care of all the updates and all the IT work. So I do most of that stuff for about six hours and I'm home by at least six or seven. Yeah. I come back home. And when I get home, it's time for, you know, uh, so right now I'm kind of doing like a family round table thing. So we'll sit down, we'll eat dinner, uh, on certain days of the week, we'll have a family round table and I give like an hour and a half to that. So I, I segment everything so that by wow. the time, you know, my, you know, my wife and I, we've promised each other 10 PM. That's when we shut everything else out and we just spend time with us. So wow. I, I'd get everything done. I'm telling you by nine o'clock, I'm done. Like auditions everything i'm done i don't have anything else to do like all i have to do is is help my wife get my, my little guy to bed and wow. by by 10:15 you know we're, we're we're laying in the bed just either we're going to watch a tv show or sometimes we just talk or sometimes we just be quiet just cuz the day has been so crazy so yeah it's it's all about segmenting and and i'm not tired i'm actually not worn out by that i mean because i i because everything has a purpose you know yeah yeah got to be really organized absolutely absolutely
0: that's awesome um, for anybody that's uh, um, looking to start their own uh, gig, whether it's in personal training uh, or whatever, whatever uh, type of gig they're trying to start, what, what advice would you have to young entrepreneurs?
1: I would tell them, serve, 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 find a need and serve it. One of the most important things that anybody can ever do, and this is one of the things I've learned from, from the greatest who have ever done it in personal development and coaching and anything like that, is that in order for you to truly find happiness, you must find, seek and find a way to give service. Reward or any type of rewards that you will gain will only be, this is what Earl Nightingale says, he says, the money received and any type of reward you gain will be through services rendered first. So find a way to serve people and and that's where your reward will be. Find that thing you love to do and use it as a service.
0: Yeah. Not only will it help you um uh stay motivated and and enrich your life, but it will also you give back, which I'm sure is is very rewarding.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The reward is in is in the receiving of the thank you. The reward, everybody gets a reward when there's gratitude on the table.
0: So, um, Nathaniel, we haven't talked to a lot of our guests about what's going on with the coronavirus and all that, but um, since you're dabbling a lot in a lot of different industries, how has that affected uh, your day-to-day routine and uh, your relationship with the clients? Like, are you going to their house? Are you doing virtual personal training, virtual voiceovers? How's that working?
1: So what what has happened is what's, what's, what's been good so far is that the clientele that I've had have either been had injuries or anything like that or have been more of the elderly people. I have, most of my clients are, you know, 60 years old and up, 70 years old and up. So Like I think my oldest client right now is 85 or 86 years old. And um, and she would see me three times a week. Uh, what is the, the reason why I haven't I haven't had the opportunity to train them is just because they don't they need me there. Um, it it kind of I kind of need to be in their space for for there to be the kind of support that they need to feel like they have the confidence to do what they need to do. But I do check in with them. Um, and because I was not able to continue training them, you know, virtually, and I have, you know, I have, I shot a lot of people, you say, like, let's do some virtual training. And, you know, people's commitment level drops and stuff like that, because they're not in the gym, and this, that, and the other, right. So yeah, it's, it's affected me in that way. Um, but I found that the, the thing that has affected me the most with the corona situation Is the contact with people. Um, personal training is very kinesthetic. So it requires a little touch here, a little adjustment here. And I am a kinesthetic person by nature. I love the handshake. I love a hug. I like, you know, I'm a, I'm a touchy guy in that way. So it's, that's the only, that social thing. That's, that's my social feedback mechanism. And without that feedback right. mechanism, I'm having to rely on a different side of myself. It's actually challenging me to be a more active listener without that kinesthetic thing. Now I have to make a, make a, make a point of doing doing better by making, right. uh, eye contact and maybe listening a little bit harder so that I'm answering things in the most you know comprehensive way possible so there isn't yeah. mis- misunderstandings on the table. So that sort of thing has, has actually become a training ground for me and how I lead. And it actually has been, you know, very beneficial in, in helping me kind of navigate through some 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 just like personal issues you know, on my own. So, yeah, it's been definitely it's been challenging. But so it's, and, and as far as the voiceover stuff, it's been a matter of making myself available now um, because I've been do, I have been training in the gym and everything like that. I have not I hadn't really been auditioning for much. I'd get few jobs here. But now it's like, okay, I'm available now. So I had to I had to really look at the voiceover work and say, okay, I'm available for this now that I have the time to to really give to it um, authentically. Um, I didn't have that that time to give to it authentically because I was pursuing a lot of other things in addition to it. And I had to kind of take a backseat. we got more people at the house now. So we've got dogs. We've got farm equipment out here. So it's making it harder actually to record and have the space to do so because you know I, my my studio is over the garage. So if someone comes in the garage, I hear it. If the dogs think I'm somebody that not that's not supposed to be around, they get the barking. So finding that time, it's actually made me more you know strategic uh, about when I when I when I audition. So I've actually done a good bit more auditions than I have before in <laughs> any other time in my in my voiceover career, if you will. Uh, but it's been it's been but I've been able to collaborate with people a little bit better. And uh, it made me pull that source connect back out again and be ready for it. And it made me check my sound chain again. And, it you know, it made me, you know, OK, let's let's see how I can do this quicker. Uh, Pro Tools is. As good as it is, sometimes it's not as fast as I want it to be, and I don't have a lot of time to wait for it to load and load all my plugins and everything like that. And so I'm learning; I learn how to use Logic Pro and, and say, "Okay, this is the mic I'm going to use with my Logic Pro." And boom, let's get a recording and let's get an audition out, so that made me more productive in that way.
0: Well, you have to be you have to be good with your with your time with time management and what you're talking about with the scheduling and everything and uh, scheduling and segments. I mean, you seem to be pretty good about that. Well, Nathaniel Brown, thank you so much for talking with us.
1: No problem, man. No problem. I'm, I'm glad to be here.
0: It's uh, great to learn a little bit about uh, your business endeavors and uh, giving advice to
1: the young entrepreneurs out there. Yeah, yeah. Anytime, man. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on.
0: Tell That Story is a podcast about entrepreneurs. If you have an interesting story about people running their own business or comments about the show, contact us at Info at creative Hope everyone has a good week.